Well, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Done Right Podcast. Today with us, we have the California Republican Party Chairman, Jessica Patterson. Jessica, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, James. It's exciting to see you, and congratulations. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jessica. So uh, first thing I want to ask you about is kind of California and everything that's going on in California. I mean, the state is literally on fire right now. Um, Gavin Newsom has just not done an abysmal job of the finances and, and how he's doing things with the governorship. Um, you know, the electrical power system hasn't been funded well and the infrastructure isn't being done, but he's giving out money to like illegal immigrants. Like how do Californians feel about that? Well, I think certainly Californians are ready for a change. And that's one of the reasons why I ran to be the chairwoman of the party. We came out of November 2018, and it was an incredibly dark time for California Republicans. And, um, you know, Gavin Newsom says everything. He's got, you know, the twinkle in his eye and the gleam in his smile. And you want to believe the things that he says. And um, we're in a situation where we're number one in the nation when it comes to homelessness. We're number one in the nation when it comes to poverty. 54% of Californians believe they're going to have to leave the state because it's become so unaffordable. Um, we've got that the uh, crime crisis here. Um, the list goes on and on of all of the terrible things that are going on in California. And you've got a governor who constantly is shaking responsibility, who is running off to do speeches at the national convention when, as you mentioned, our state's on fire, our kids can't go back to school. There is no clear path that once you get off of this county watch list, how you proceed forward in reopening your counties. And it's really just a lack of leadership. And I think California Republicans are sick and tired of the policies of California Democrats, and we're ready for change. Absolutely. And so, I mean, we've seen it for a long time, and a lot of Cal or Republicans, at least outside of California, have, have kind of written off California. What can you tell us about California that's kind of give us a little bit of, a little bit of hope? Yeah, so, you know, we're looking at the 2020 election as a midterm election. It's a referendum on Gavin Newsom. And we have a ton of opportunities here. And in fact, we go into November uh, essentially 3-0 and against the Democrats. In our primary, we worked really, really hard to turn out our votes to make sure that our candidates that we had endorsed in the primary got across the finish line and would be our candidates on the ballot in November. Because of that, in Assembly District 38, which is currently held by a Democrat, Christy Smith, we're sending two Republicans to our November general. Here in California, we have the open primary. So we've taken back a seat before we even get to November. We're saving a ton of money because fighting that seat against a Democrat in November would have cost us one to two million dollars to pick back up. So we're excited to have that win. We had two special elections in May of this year, and um, one was down in Riverside County, where um, you know we only won that seat in 2018 by three points. Um, it was a seat that you know many said that you know the Democrats were going to try and steal from us. We went out there. We found the best candidate. She worked incredibly hard. We worked incredibly hard. We not only beat the, the Democrat machine down there, but we quadrupled our points spread, and she won by almost 12 points. In addition to that, in Congressional District 25, the district that I live in, uh, we had a special election for the remainder of Katie Hill's congressional term. And uh, we have the fantastic uh, former naval fighter pilot Mike Garcia. We did in that seat something that hasn't been done in California in 22 years. That's, you know, back when I was in high school. Um, we flipped a currently held Dem seat 
to Republican. So going into November, there's a huge amount of momentum here. And that seat, we lost in 2018 by nine points. This special election, we won by almost 10 points, so a swing of 18 to 19 points again. We feel the momentum. We feel the excitement. Um, the donors are giving. The grassroots is bigger than it's ever been. We recruited over 37,000 brand new volunteers to the Republican Party. And in addition to that, we've added 300,000 Republicans to our registration. So we're clawing back up to that second party status. We're just 0.05% behind declined to states. And we're excited about the, the movement that we've had and the, the organization that we've built. And it's really because we've had some fantastic candidates that we've recruited this cycle. And um, outside of the win with Mike Garcia, we have the opportunity and probably at least three more congressional seats to pick those up. Uh, I often tell Leader McCarthy, who I'm hopeful to call Speaker McCarthy very soon, that the road to taking back the House, it started in California on May 12th with electing Mike Garcia, and it's going to end in California on election night. We're going to make sure that we get him across the finish line with candidates like Congressman David Valadeo in the Central Valley. He's running to take back his seat from T.J. Cox, you know, a failed uh, congressional member who refuses to pay his taxes and uses his um, congressional membership um, for, you know, perks like getting, uh, you know, late registration into Yosemite. Um, we've got fantastic candidates down in Orange County, like Assemblywoman Young Kim, who um, is the Energizer Bunny, just is every single day working so hard. I did an event last week with her interns. She has over 120 interns that are working every single day to help her get elected. It's phenomenal. And her excitement, enthusiasm, and her love for that district is just absolutely infectious. Then we have Supervisor Michelle Park Steele, who is also a representative down in Orange County. Her current supervisorial seat is about two thirds of the congressional district that she's running in. While well, Harley Ruda was telling uh, people in Orange County to stay off the beaches, he went out and was um, having a good time with his family on his private beach. It's a lot of do as I say and not as I do. And Michelle Park Steele has been working so incredibly hard for her district during during this incredible crisis and has really been there showing leadership on the ground in Orange County. So those are just a few of the exciting candidates that we have looking forward uh, to November. And like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to a Speaker McCarthy and we're hoping to deliver it for him right here in California. That's a great to hear, especially we see a lot of what happens in California ends up in other states. Um, definitely, at least in my home state of Nevada, Steve Sisolak definitely looks at uh, Gavin, Gavin Newsom as, as his older dad when he comes to making policy decisions. So it's great that you guys are turning things around over there in California. Well, and you see, I think it's some of, you know, these liberals leave our state because it's no longer affordable to live here. And they still continue to vote the same way when they go to other states. Um, there's a couple, I, you know, I, because I'm a, a member of the RNC, I get to talk to chairmen from, from other states. And they have a website in Arizona that's uh, Don't California My Arizona. Yep. And it is, you know, you can't expect that if you're going to vote for the same policies, you're going to get something different. You continue to vote for Democrats, you're going to continue to get what you got. Absolutely. And then you talked a lot about about uh, the big grassroots efforts that are happening in California. How has coronavirus either like hindered or helped your cause with the grassroots efforts in 2020? 
So we worked really hard and you've known me for over a decade now. Um, my background's in the field. I'm all about the phone banking, door knocking, you know, precinct walking is my jam. I walked in eight different um, primary races this year. Um, I believe that the heart and soul of changing minds is out there talking to people in person, telling them about their, our great candidates and why they would make a difference. And so that is something that I've always believed is a critical linchpin in us being successful. So building this organization was something that was critical. We really started to see our numbers shoot up in the summer of last year. And so we really needed to uh, it's a great problem to have, but we needed to train all of these volunteers. So the first thing we did was we changed our convention from the conventions that are very focused on speakers and, you know, the hospitality and the social side of things. And we made it a training convention. We did over 35 different trainings. Most of it was focused on our neighborhood team leader program, which is really code for here in California. We have ballot harvesting and it's something that we needed to make sure we were doing just as well or better than the Democrats. Um, following that convention, we started doing regional trainings. As, with a state as big as California, you can imagine that is very labor intensive, it's very costly. Uh, we got through the primary and really activated those grassroots activists, particularly in places like Orange County and Los Angeles, where they did have all mail ballots and these vote centers throughout those counties. And um, you know, we saw, a 5% increase in our turnout over 2016, which allowed us to do things like take Assembly District 38 off the table before we even get to November, make sure we got great candidates like Mike Garcia and um, now Senator Melissa Melendez across the finish line in those primaries. Shortly after our March 3rd primary, the COVID crisis really set in. Um, we were really shut down on March 13th, but we spent an entire year and a half building the infrastructure and making sure that our organization was agile enough that we could move to a virtual and remote campaign with the flip of a switch. So we very quickly, um, March 13th, we had our first virtual training. Since March 13th, we've done over 2,400 trainings. Um, we have 37,000 volunteers that we've recruited in the last year, and we have been training them like crazy. We got to test our virtual campaigns in those special elections in May. And so, um, you know, what did we see? We saw great results. These were all mail ballot campaigns, um, certainly something that was a concern for us, but I'm not afraid of these mail ballot campaigns. We saw that when we turned on our volunteer system um, using the technology that we have at our hands, we were able to turn out our voters in mass. Um, and, you know, people are fired up. And we have a great operation. We made over 800,000 phone calls into those special elections. We did over um, three quarters of a million text messages into those districts. And uh, you know, since then, we've, we've had over 4 million voter contacts. So um, it's certainly something that's new because you know, I was outside literally doing my phone banking walking around my neighborhood because I just love precinct walking so much. But uh, it's something that's new for us, um, but we are doing everything that we possibly can to adapt and it's gonna be necessary. I'm hopeful that in November we can deploy our neighborhood team leaders again. They've done a fantastic job of doing um, small meetups online um, or social distance meetups um, throughout their community so that developed trust isn't 
broken between now and the election. Um, but it's certainly something that's new, but we've adapted well, I think. Yeah, and I think that's absolutely awesome. You know, going back to almost a decade ago when we were block walking before and we had pamphlets of paper and having to fill all those into an Excel document back in the day. Um, has that, is that has that helped the Republican Party kind of advance almost into the 21st century? Because I know there's still there was still some some departments that I've been to and certain parties that were like still kind of against the technology. And it's almost forced their hand into that technology now nowadays. Right. Yeah, fortunately here in California, you know, we're home of the Silicon Valley. We've been utilizing, you know, first we started out with um, the VoIP phones. Um, I think we were the first in the country to do that in 06 with Governor Schwarzenegger. Um, then we moved to um, the scanning of documents. So it was no more of the filling out the Excel spreadsheets. And then, you know, we've moved over to tablets and now apps on the phone. So we utilize Campaign Sidekick. It's a fantastic resource for us. And it allows us to, um, you know, just download the app on your phone and literally any volunteer can pull the list any time of day and go do it. Um, as long as you have the campaign literature, you're ready to go. Awesome. So, Jessica, if there was a way that people wanted to find out to get more involved in the California Republican Party or uh, any candidates they want, uh, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, thank you for asking. So online, you can find us at CAGOP.org. You can sign up to be a volunteer there, neighborhood team leader, get more information about what we're doing. Also, all of our endorsed candidates are on that website. You can follow me online um, on Twitter. I'm at Milan Patterson, M-I-L-L-A-N-P-A-T-T-E-R-S-O-N. And on Instagram, I am C-A-G-O-P chairwoman. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jessica. And thanks for coming on in. All right. Thank thanks you. for having me. It's great to see you. Oh, it's great to see you. Always, always a pleasure. All right. Well, this has been another episode of the Done Right Podcast. Make sure that you like and subscribe. Uh, hit the notification bell underneath uh, to make sure you get all the notifications. YouTube always likes to shadow ban conservative movements, so make sure you get all those notifications when we have a new episode up. We try to have new episodes every Monday, but we're trying to get more content out to you uh, more. Uh, make sure to follow me at Done Right Podcast on Instagram, and thanks for stopping by.